0: you like to pause from your busy day and listen in to experts and homeschool parents like you about the beautiful world of homeschooling? This podcast is designed just for you. Each episode connects you to the best conversations that will give you courage and fill your cups so you can keep pouring into your family every single day. Introducing the Hey Mama Homeschool Show, brought to you by The Old Schoolhouse, your trusted homeschool partner for over 20 years. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Hey Mama Homeschool Show. My name is Christine and I am your host for this episode. I am a homeschooling mom of two boys and we live in Ontario, Canada. And I have the privilege of working for the Old Schoolhouse under the Canadian Schoolhouse and SchoolhouseTeachers.com divisions. So, this episode is called Lapbooks, Notebooks, or Unit Studies. Should I use them? And that's an interesting question. Well let's take a look at each of them because they each have their own benefits. And let's take a closer look at each of these options. So let's start with Lapbooks. Now lap books are really great for hands-on learners. So if you haven't really done a lab book or if you've never heard of one, it's sort of like a scrapbook for learning. And so this is really great. And even if now I know when you hear scrapbook, scrapbooking, you think, OK, I have to be really good at crafts. And that's not necessarily the case, but it means that you're putting together your thoughts into a project and it gives your child the opportunity to uh, work outside of the box so you're working uh, outside of just the regular worksheets that you would have that go along with your lessons so here are some benefits for lab books so as I mentioned this is really good for hands-on learners and there are All different kinds actually of how you could go about and do this. And so you can, you can Google uh, lab books and take a look at all the different kinds of options and it again, it has it goes with your comfort level, of course, and what your kids might be interested in, because it'll depend on, on your child's age their artistic crafts and you know creativity and imagination you've got uh, pop-up lap books you've got accordion lap books there are shape books and you've got your typical looking folded books that will kind of look like regular books Um, and you also have layered books where you can you know use different kinds of paper and different pictures and you just you just keep adding on. So it's an ongoing sort of project. And then you've got expandable books as well. So this could span over a, a number of months as you dive into a particular topic. And so your lap books are going to be based on a particular topic. So now, why would you want to use lap books? It's a great way to review what you've learned. It also gives you a way of applying what you learn in small chunks. So as you're building your lap book, putting it all together, you're going to take, you know, what you've learned one one day, depending on how long you're working on it, it could be one day, and you put together, you you create a little picture or different components. So, for example, if we, like, we our biggest... Project to date, I think, was dinosaurs, of course, because my boys are really into dinosaurs. And, you know, you could one week could do different kinds of skins or different kinds, of, maybe just like the, the different categories of dinosaurs. And you create different pockets in your lap book. And then, you know, the next week or the next day, you're going to look at maybe the foods that they eat, and then places that they live, and all of that stuff. And so you're building on it. And so by the end of this, you've created a book full of pictures, drawings, little facts that you've stuck along in on your pages. And you've got something to look back on. And so the great thing about lap books is It goes beyond just the regular worksheets because, you know, really when you finish your worksheets, you you see the answers there, but it's not really much to look at. But a lab book, it's pretty much a compressed sort of poster board, if you will. And it's much more interactive so that you can actually take this book out from time to time and revisit some of the things that you've learned. And it will help your child review everything that they learned. So they'll be able to pull out all the little pieces because they remembered making all these little parts to it. And they'll be able to tell you, oh, right, this was when, you know, we'd studied this. And this goes with this part. And I can explain this about dinosaurs because I remember learning about all of these little things and Again, this is going to give your child the opportunity to master um, their knowledge on the subject. And that's the beauty of lab books. You can really dive in and really be thorough. So, you know, even if you had a specific text that goes along with what you are studying, you can grab other different resources and pull them in together and keep adding to it. So even if you finish the topic, like say you took like a month or two to study, you know, maybe birds, all throughout the year, you could come across other resources you might even see, you know, visit the zoo, visit other places, and you can have, you can find more information to add to your lab book. So the, the lab book could be an ongoing project that you just continue to build and build and build. And so, when once you've finished your lap book, these are keepsakes and they're going to highlight your child's unique personality because not everyone's lap book is going to look the same, right? You might have a young girl who is fascinated with all things rainbow, uh, like my niece, and you know. I can guarantee you all her notebooks or projects have one rainbow at least <laughs> all over it. And that's what's going to come through their personality, their, their interests and what they like. Their lab books are going to be unique to, to their personality. So this is a cool way to see them express themselves that way. And... It's a great way to record what you've learned. And so like if you're doing record keeping, this is this is a great way to show um, everything that they've learned and to to have a record of everything all in one book. So not only does this show a record of what you've learned, it shows that you've mastered the material based on what's in there. And you can show that it met the educational standards, depending on where you are, you'd be able to match that up um, because you have it right in front of you. Another good point is that if you have delayed learners, lap books are a great way to slow down the pace of learning and really let them take their time with this topic and really just dive into uh, just absorbing the information. And then at their own pace, they're applying it to putting together their lab book. So if you're homeschooling a special needs child, then this is especially good because it's full of more visuals and you're keeping the information into short and sweet little facts. So this is perfect for those who may struggle with heavier reading and uh, lots of writing. If they struggle with that too, this something like Uh, a lab book is really good. So let's look at unit studies. So this is more of a broader sense. And so lab books actually kind of fall into uh, an example of unit studies, of of a way that you could do a unit studies. But generally, uh, a unit study is where you focus on a central theme. So again, for me, it's going to be dinosaurs, because that's where we're at right now. And you're going to be combining a whole bunch of subjects into this one study. For example, for dinosaurs, we can look at the biology of dinosaurs. We can look at the history of dinosaurs. We can look at the spelling of the scientific names. And I could tell you my six-year-old is a pro Spelling and pronunciation of some of these names, because I can't even say half of these names, but and so much more, you can incorporate just about any subject on this theme or topic of whatever you choose. And so the really great thing about unit studies is that you can make it work for your family. So whether or not you you know purchase a unit study from somewhere. Or you decide to to you know do it yourself you can go as in depth as you want to go with your children you do what they can handle you're going to be able to what I did with uh with my boys is that I was able to combine it and make it so that both of them could do it at the same time. So I wasn't repeating myself, okay, so you know, my grade four student was gonna do it here. And then I would have to dig it back out for when my when my uh, kindergartner was was old enough to, to do it later on. I just combined it and we all did it together as a family, which was great for me. Took the pressure off of me having to do two separate lessons at two different times and, and we just made it work for for our time. And we continue to to build, build on that even, even today. So unit studies are a great way that way. And now, so what about notebooks? Now, notebooks you can use for just about everything. Now, we don't necessarily have notebooks because my two boys despise writing. <laughs> so we lean toward more of the lab book feel of learning. For most subjects but they do have they do have to do some writing but having a notebook if this is you know if you've got a child who likes to write definitely I would say to keep encouraging that because you don't want them to lose that um, especially when you have the option to type it's so tempting to get on a device and you know say oh well you know it's going to be faster or it's going to look neater because I'll tell you the the art of handwriting is dying out and I'm convinced that's not a good thing but that's just me but writing things down I mean it has been proven that it helps us remember but writing things down one as I mentioned helps to keep our writing skills sharp and so you know there there are studies that show that when we write by hand it helps it helps you process the information better we actually remember what we're writing down and we actually we actually think faster compared to typing and guess what it could improve your spelling because you actually have to stop and think see we we get you know, people say, well, oh, we have a spell check, but the spell check has proven, has been proven uh, not to be accurate all the time. And so we can kind of fall into that lazy way of thinking that, you know, all the, the machine will fix it. You know, Microsoft will fix it or Google will fix it. Um, but see, if, if we're actually handwriting it, we actually have to pay attention to what we're writing down because otherwise when we go back to read it, Uh, we won't be able to understand it. So it takes that little extra bit of thinking on our end, and we're better for it. So, you know, this is a little tip for, you know, encouraging notebooking there. And so even taking short notes, you know, while you're listening to a video or you know, a lesson, taking short notes, just kind of keeps your brain working, right? It, it's exercising those brain muscles. And so yeah, handwriting is a good thing. And so I talked about remembering things better. And you know, the great thing about homeschoolers, you know, we're always on the move. You know, we may up and go off to the park one day or go to the library, or maybe we're going to visit someplace, you know, carrying a notebook, it's not a new idea. You know, for example, uh, Beethoven didn't go anywhere without one, just in case, you know, he was struck by inspiration. And many modern authors today and artists know that, you know, inspiration doesn't always come when you're ready to work sitting at a desk. And um, half the time it's like <laughs> you're in the shower or, you're out somewhere and then, you know, an idea is going to hit you or like for me, when I'm lying in bed at too late o'clock, and all of a sudden, these ideas start coming. And if I don't have a pen and paper nearby, I am so upset because I can't remember it in the morning. So I always try to keep a pen and paper uh, nearby. But, you know, encourage your kids to this is a great way of, of you know, enforcing that learning, that love for learning. If you always have, you know, if they like to write and they're always full of ideas, you know, to have a journal or a notebook nearby because you never know. <laughs> there, could be, there could be quite a bit. A wonderful idea for a project or maybe they're going to write a book about something, you know, this is one of your teens or it could... I, the possibilities are endless. It could be a doodle, even of something that they understood and they're just expressing it that way to show that they understand it. And so you never know um, what can happen if you're walking with a notebook. If you're considering, you know, you've seen these ideas of, you know, should I have a notebook or should I do unit studies or should I do lab booking? For example, here are some things to remember. One is that you should be looking at your child's learning styles. So, you know, for example, are they more visual? Are they more auditory? Those are the kinds of things that are important to think about because, especially if your kids have learning differences, you know, you want to work towards that because you can, right? When, When you're not stuck in the public school system where, you know, they have to learn just like everybody else, you have them home in a safe environment where they can or you can tailor their learning to fit their learning styles. And so, you know, hey, if they're visual, a lab book is the best way to go to give them, you know, the short and sweet information and the lots of pictures. And you can use whatever, magazines, newspapers, print out from the internet, or they can draw if they're artistic in that way. And you're going to find that they're going to shine a lot more when they are functioning in their learning styles. And so uh, the second thing to consider is, you know, whether you buy the course or, you know, buy the unit study, or if you create it yourself, you make sure it's going to accomplish what you want your child to be learning, and again, it's actually so much simpler. Um, you know, make the, make a list of what you want your child to learn out of, you know, this lesson, and you know, if you can't find it in a something in a store, uh, make it yourself. And and the good thing is, is that there's no pressure on you to make it look like something that's in the store. Uh, you're just going to make sure that, you know, you're going to accomplish the goals that you set before your child and you just, you work around it and there's no time limit because your schedule is going to be flexible. So take, yeah, I encourage you to go ahead and, you know, try to create your own. There's so many, so many resources, so many free resources online, especially that you can build. And um, for unit studies, there are, there are free worksheets out there. There are YouTube videos that you can can grab. I know we watch a lot of science uh, science and history uh, videos on YouTube alone. And so the information is out there and you just need a few minutes. So maybe well, maybe a day of planning. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sit with your kids and uh, get ideas from them as well and, and let them... Kind of guide you in 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 the direction of of where this unit study or theme uh, that you're gonna you're gonna tackle uh, and which direction that they want to go with it. And the third thing is make sure it's fun because you know you have to teach it and they have to learn it, right? And so if it's a topic that no one's really interested in, it don't do it. <laughs> Learning is supposed to be fun, and so whether you've tried these uh lap booking unit studies or notebooking uh options yet or you're still thinking about it i encourage you to just try it at least once and see how it goes and you might be surprised you might find a favorite way of learning and i'll just let you know that we have some articles from the old school house magazine that i Uh, I have read for myself because I was doing some research on these, and we will have these links in the show notes. The first one is the craft of creating lab books. The second one is treasure up all these things. And the third one is the unit study method. And so these will kind of reiterate what I kind of shared today. And uh, I hope that it, you're inspired to give it a try. Uh, we will have all these notes and more in the show notes at homeschoolshow.com. As always, and you can look for links uh, for articles, Schoolhouse Teachers resources and courses. We've got, and just so that you know, since I mentioned schoolhouseteachers.com, there is a course uh called Lap Booking. There is a course on Lapbooking through science. And there's a course called Lap Booking Through the Ages, which is all about history, which is a fun one that I think I am going to be doing with my six year old this year for history. And I'm looking forward to it. So I will have those links in the show notes as well for you. So definitely check those out. And another great resource I want to mention is our TOS app. So right now, summer reading is right in your hands with the TOS app from the Old Schoolhouse. Soak up the latest issue of the Old Schoolhouse magazine. You can dig in to ideas for the next school year. Uh, from a decade of back issues with search and share features. Keep smiling with the Homeschool Minute, which is also now available on the TOS app as well. Content is updated weekly. Discover why the TOS app is better than ever. You can grab the app today at Google Play or the Apple Store. And just to let you know, sunny days are ahead. For Your Homeschool with TOSApps.com. And hey, before I sign off, I'm just going to let you know what's coming up next. After this episode, you'll, you'll find an episode on homeschool planning, breathing room, and simplicity. The next one after that will be Before You Begin, Getting and Staying Organized. And the one after that will be When You Need Help. Where to find support. So, these are all great topics for getting started with the new school year. And hey, if you know someone who was thinking about homeschooling or you're listing right now and you are considering homeschooling, uh, be sure to tune in for, for what's coming up next. We've got your back and we hope that you continue to lean upon God for your homeschooling journey. We are certainly praying for each and every one of you and be blessed for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you again soon.